Java Radio. Java Radio. Java Radio. Motherfucker for that. <laughs> Mr. Excitement. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I have real insight for the match, though. Well, documented, you are a hardcore racist. Okay, I got you. What's up, and thanks for tuning in to the first ever Jobber Radio. I'm going to be your host for this podcast, Matt Gollum, aka Peanut, and I'm joined by two other guys tonight. My first co host at this time is known by Matt Zion. What's up? Hello, otherwise, well, you guys are going to be calling me Rami the whole time. Rami 2000 is my uh, internet wrestling, a.k.a. super nerd name. And uh, I'm really excited to uh, be posting this. Not only is it going to be on our A2E forums, but also on uh, the first episode. It should at least go up on the Reckless Eating channel, which is what I'm, for the most part, known for. Although, uh, one weird thing to say before we move on to the next host is... Uh, I've had a few fans, actually, from Reckless Eating pop up and say, are you ROM 2000? And it's really, that's like one of the biggest, weirdest things, because it's like, I've never once on uh, on the Reckless Eating channel said that I do yeah, I'm ROM 2000 for like the past 10 years and do like music videos and stuff. And I've had a few figure it out, and that always blows my mind. So hello to the uh, people from A2E, the people from the internet wrestling community, and the people from the Reckless Eating community. Move it on. Awesome. I mean, it's great having your presence here. You and your eight YouTube accounts. It's great. But, uh, Actually, I think four at the moment, which uh, eventually, though, I will get the eight. Fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You hear him right there, uh, second man. Jake, a.k.a. Bomber. What's up? What's going on? First of all, before we even start, your last name's Gollum? Mm-hmm. Gollum. Yes, Lord Gollum. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yes. Lord of the Rings Gollum. Okay. No. Do they literally, like, your lineage leads back to Lord of the Rings? Unfortunately, yes. It dates all the way back to the book. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> We're gonna get yeah, stu- yeah, yes, I'm Bomber. Let's do it. <laughs> As you can already tell, this is going to be a podcast based around wrestling, what's going on in wrestling, past wrestling, our overall thoughts on whatever wrestling, and that's gonna be it but before we actually jump into certain topics we're gonna tell a, a little story of how we got into uh wrestling my story personally is pretty pretty boring it dates back to young back to when i can even remember and i just started watching wrestling and that's the story but uh i think my other two uh these other two guys got a little bit a little bit uh, more of a story uh rom what do you what's your uh, story that was captivating, peanuts. I was young and I got into wrestling. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't even wait. Like, what is gonna happen next on this uh, first edition? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, one funny thing about uh, my story with wrestling was uh, it was actually in high school that I got addicted to it. And I remember growing up. I remember like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, all that shit. And I hated wrestling. I hated the idea that it was this fake thing. It wasn't real. I liked basketball, so I just, I, you know, I, it, a lot of people called it a sport, and I was just like, oh, just crap like and it was uh, mostly due to my parents because my mom and dad both know wrestling would always just tell me that's just that fake stupid crap and you know it's not real it's dumb or whatever and i remember going to high school and what
what happened was the group of friends that I kind of got associated with, and one being the Rebel on uh, the A2E forums for the A2E guys that are here, uh, mm-hmm. what would happen was I'd be standing around with all my buddies, and they would all talk about Raw. And it's like the next day on like Tuesday or whatever. And I'd be standing there and just be like, I was the fish out of water. I was, this is back when wrestling, like in 2000, when wrestling was just like the hot thing. And if you didn't like it, you were an idiot. And so I looked like a fucking idiot. So one day I like swallowed my pride and I turned on Raw. And I remember the very first thing I saw was right before Survivor Series where The Rock uh, turned on Mankind and he won the title and joined the McMahons. I saw the go home show for that Survivor Series where the McMahons were like screwing over the rock and they were like holding up mankind's hands and they're like, this is the next champion. And I was like, I was instantly, instantly hooked wow. in wrestling. And it was just funny because like the rock and mankind were literally the ones that gave me the passion for loving wrestling. And I remember the next day I like came and I told the guys about what I'd watched and they were like, oh, what, you faggot, you watched wrestling? <laughs> and they were like, totally, that's just what best friends tell each other. And they were totally accepted me in. And from then on there, I, you know, I watched, I watched religiously. And even the, through the hard times of uh, the what was it the before Shawn Michaels came back Booker T Goldust era I still watched every single Raw every Smackdown and I still watch every Raw I'm not so much on Smackdown anymore just because of lack of time but I have always been a huge wrestling fan and uh, I always will be I think I'll keep watching until the day that I'm an old fucking pooper man or something that doesn't make any sense but I'm gonna keep watching so that's my story and uh, I'm not a huge TNA guy but uh Kine's okay. I mean, they've gotten a lot better, but you know, uh, that's a, that's a, a rant for another time. But I also do want to give a shout out and I follow uh, PWG, which is local here where I live. They're in Reseda, California. It's about a 45 minute drive or so. But I go there once a month and they are absolutely spectacular. Easily my favorite promotion, even above WWE at the moment. So that's my story. Moving on to Bomber. Wow, I figured <laughs> you'd be. I didn't know you were that old when you got into. I figured you'd be a lot younger than that. No, I'm, I'm, 20, I'm 28 years old at the moment. I'm, like, almost dead. <laughs> almost dead. I've got, like, a good 30 years left in my life is what I'm saying because hey, I have hey. alcohol quite a bit, and that's probably what's going to do me in. Mm. All right, well, let's uh, just get right into it. Um, Well, my dad was a professional wrestler back in the late 80s, early 90s. He went by Kevin the Punisher White. It was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. He wore, like, these... This leather vest, not like gay vest. We're talking. We're talking like a normal gay. Like, I mean, whoa, we're talking about a normal <laughs> leather, a normal leather biker vest. That's what we're talking about here. And uh, basically, all black. He like slicked his hair back. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty badass. I have to say, it was pretty awesome. Uh, he wrestled like in the. I live in North Carolina, so he he wrestled around North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, Georgia, or down the uh, southeast down here, and uh, he was wrestling independents for a bunch of companies. The main one that he uh, was in was ACCW. I don't know if you guys heard of that or not. I heard about it the Never. first time we had our first take. Pro- okay, <laughs> fuck you guys. But anyway, yeah. So ACCW, um, he actually ended up being the world champion there for a while. I remember the only. I remember one match when he won the belt. I don't know him defending it. I don't remember any of that shit. But I remember it was like a 20-man battle royal. And my dad was a big dude. He's like 6'5", 6'4", uh, like 280 pounds. He's a big dude. And uh, he just tossed everybody fucking around like ragdolls. It was awesome. But, um, yeah, I just went around to all his wrestling events and stuff, and that's pretty much definitely what got me into it. I remember posing like when I was 
four or five years old, posing with him in his wrestling uh, po- uh, portraits and everything. It was it was good times, and I just stuck with it ever since. Did your dad wrestle any like notable notable names? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he um, wrestled Jake the Snake a couple times, two or three. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, the Barbarian. I remember there was one time the Barbarian stiffed the uh, the promoter. I don't remember who it was, but it was at some some event in the 90s and i know he's like yeah i'm coming i'm coming my dad would call him because my dad was fighting him in the main event that night and he would call him and say i'm I'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there and nobody else heard from him. he wouldn't talk to anybody else but my dad and the night of like three or four hours nobody's heard from him, three or four hours before the event my dad gets up with him again and he's like yeah i'm not gonna make it there tonight you guys are gonna have to cover for me it's like what fuck the main event up my dad had to wrestle like in a handicap match or some bullshit but uh, but yeah, Barbarian. My dad's not too fond of him anymore after that. Apparently, he's a badass though. Yay, he is a badass. He's not he's supposed to be like. It's like what him and like Mang are supposed to be like. Two of the most legit tough people in uh, in wrestling. Really tough guy. I remember it had Especially to do with Mang. his wife. Whatever it was, it had to do with his wife. Uh, maybe she, she slapped up. him around a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah, no, it was good times. It was good times. Awesome. Well, yeah, well, that's our little backstory, but uh, we're going to jump right into it. Our first topic we're going to discuss tonight is, uh, I think it's a bit of a topic going around. I know uh, the wrestling forum I'm part of, it's been a little bit of a discussion, but uh topic is WWE removing the Attitude Era, like all their clips. Yeah. Bomber, like, what do you, any thoughts? No, I, well, and naturally, coming from uh, old school style, Obviously, loves the Attitude Era. I was that was easily my favorite time frame. Um, I got into it right during the peak with the McMahon, Austin, all that stuff because I actually was a WCW fan. Um, I was more WCW than WWE at the time. I was into the NWO and like all the stuff building up. And I remember my very first like Raw that I watched. I didn't watch it beforehand. This is my very first one has something to do. Uh, I remember Dude Love was out there doing something, and somebody came out and like he had to fight handcuffed. I think was that a raw? I don't. Was it handcuffed or was that the one where he had to tie one hand behind his back to that, fight uh, to fight his hand? Fight Vince or, or was that Vince? Man, I don't fucking remember. I remember. I kind of remember what you're talking about though. That was wasn't that oh, yeah. when uh, Dude Love was feuding with Austin before he turned heel? I think so. Yeah, I remember. That's the very first time I ever watched like a raw. I think it was a raw. I'm pretty sure it was raw. Um, that was the very first time I started watching them. That's from the point I picked it up, picked up on it. But uh, yeah, I Attitude Era, fuck, I don't know how they're gonna like try to erase everything. But I have no clue how they're gonna try to do that. I don't that. think they're gonna try to erase everything though. I mean, it's just well, for Linda's campaign. That it, it'll all come back the second she loses because she's not gonna win. No, so like prayer. it's stupid how like they're trying to like remove it like it's gonna do I don't anything think, again like though i don't think they're removing it they're just it's basically I'm, they're throwing it under the rug until yeah she wins lose draws whatever the fuck she's doing for her campaign and then once that's done then they're just gonna be like oh it's back in because i mean it's the same thing they did with benoit you know he murders his family and he's not mentioned nothing no dvds now he's on dvds again sometimes Wait, they even mentioned yeah they mentioned his name sometimes he's not edited out of dvds anymore so it's just it's really? just a time thing yeah he 
he's already back in stuff again. Like the first time they put him back in was a uh, new, uh, new year's revolution, uh, elimination chamber. And he was left in the main event. Cause of course, like how could they, you imagine them trying yeah, to get yeah, that yeah. out. They put, they put like Godfather's <laughs> face over him and they're like, Oh, Godfather's back. Like with Benoit's <laughs> body. That'd be awesome. But yeah, no, it, once the campaign's done with, it'll all come back. It's just, it's racy. I mean, look at a lot of the stuff that they did back then. They don't want people using that against her, which is understandable. But at the same time, do they really think people are that dumb that they can't find clips of it on YouTube or like well, references of it? So well, they're trying to remove it from YouTube, but like all their past DVDs, it's like it's not there's like there's no you can way actually... they will ever find every clip of the Attitude Era. So they're not getting rid of it. They're just trying a PR thing to try and make sure. There's basically like if somebody brings it up and says, "Hey, what's this clip of Triple H fucking a corpse?" Then they're gonna be like, <laughs> "Well, we've tried removing that. We realize that it was a mistake, and we don't want people watching it." But then after it's over, they're gonna be like, "Oh, let's make some jokes about Triple H fucking a corpse again." So, eh. And then they're going to release that attitude. They always do that. WWE goes through these little shifts every, like, I say, like, every four yeah. years. There's a new wave or a new policy or, like, they don't want this shown or that shown. And then eventually it all just kind of comes full circle. And it's, I don't know. They'll, it's not gone forever. It'll be back. I don't really take it. Those people are whining and complaining and saying, like, oh, it's gone forever just because of Linda's campaign. Give it, like, a few years. Trust me. It'll be back again. It always comes back. Well, like, what I said is, like, people on the forum I go to, they were, like, were like a little upset and like i like when i if i thought i would ever read this i'd be like upset but like it didn't phase me because there's like it's not you can't you can't just get rid of it they're taking it out of my memory like i i know what i know yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's not like it's like i I wasn't like son of a bitch to ever be trying to kill themselves it was just like the weird thing is like the fucking the game's coming out uh what next month or october yeah yeah, yeah but so I mean, I've read I've read there that uh, it's uh, was it THQ that does it? Who does the? Yeah, THQ. Yeah. I think but this they, is the last one. They primarily have the control of what they want to do over the games. Like once they sign a deal with them, like WWE doesn't have a whole lot of a say. So that was a that was more of a THQ decision. So oh, okay. I can see okay. that being the case, but I'm sure WWE would be like, hey, forget to put out uh, Kane fucking a corpse. Like don't don't <laughs> put that in there, please. That would be that's trouble. That'd be awesome though if your creative wrestler had sex with Katie Vick. Like, lines <laughs> starts banging her like in a casket in the middle of the ring. That'd be awesome. Oh man, it'd be it's awesome, like, but it would be terrible for the campaign. So that would not be. And she's she's trying to buy her way into winning when she has like no prior experience as a politician, and basically she's just super rich. So hey, she might get it. That's what most politicians do. Yeah, this is her second time running, right? Yeah, this is her second miserably time? the first time. Yeah, she's not gonna win. Not even. Really now we're getting political. Now we're getting. Oh, I, I do political now. I can do political. What you want to get? Let's. I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna keep it. Station, this. motherfucker. Let's do it. We're keeping we're keeping this purely purely wrestling. Okay. But uh, actually, I might throw a story in here about the Attitude Era and right. how people try to say it's like terrible and like how Wait, it should you be. You said the Attitude Era is terrible. Not, not terrible, like you know how people uh, think like kind of, it was no, too far. It is kind of right though from a standpoint if you think the Attitude was pretty terrible. Oh yeah. The only stuff about the Attitude Era that was awesome was all the main event stuff. Because if you watch, like, nowadays compared to the Attitude Era, nowadays they kind of they focus on a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of character development for their mid-carters and their low-carters. Even if they don't give them a solid program to go into, there's more emphasis on the writing, even if it's shitty. They're trying to make everybody have a personality. Back then with the Attitude Era, it was just like, you're in this group 
good luck. Like you're in the nation of domination, you're in the oddities, you know, you're in the corporation. On Thank like you. everybody in the corporation had no fucking standout except for the main guys. Like you, who gave a shit about mm-hmm. Test? He was just that's that Motley <laughs> Crew bodyguard. Okay. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Eh, whatever. He caused his own death. But still, it's like uh, it's like back then though, you would watch like an IC title match would happen on pay per view, and there was no build up to it whatsoever. It was like the Godfather uh, Godfather versus Road Dog, and you're like. Oh, so this was announced prior? No. It's just <laughs> it's just happening. Like they rarely built up anything other than the main event scene. At least today they focus on everything, maybe not that yeah. great, but at least they're doing that. That's yeah. true. I'm, I, I'm glad you brought up oddities because I was sitting here. I, I was hoping somebody would say something because I – what was that tall dude name? Kurt, he was like one of my top five favorite guys. Well, it was either Kurgan or what was the really dumb looking yeah. guy? Yeah, Kurgan. Kurgan, okay. that's it. The dude with the like, goatee. Yeah, the little, yeah, he had the little Jewish hat on. Yeah, and somebody came out with like a Cartman doll or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Golga. Golga, wow. Golga. He was uh, he was uh, what's the Shockmaster? No. Yeah, Golga was a Shockmaster, no and he was also uh, fuck Earthquake. Wait, what? Yeah, I gotta look that up to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that was Earthquake. Let's oh. right now. Yep. Oddities. Shockmaster was Earthquake. Golga. Well, there's not gonna be a whole lot of. There's <laughs> not gonna be a whole lot on this thing. <laughs> uh, seriously, there's not. Uh, where is it? Giant Golga. He was. Oh, never. Okay, he was. Wait, wait. No, I'm right. Yeah, it was Earthquake and WWE, uh, WWF, and then in WCW he was Avalanche and the Shark. And I thought he was the Shockmaster, but he probably wasn't a huge portion of his career. I think Shockmaster was Typhoon. I think you that's are correct. Oh wait, that's oh, what I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are correct. So he was he was his tag partner at one point. But yes, wow. it was uh, he was Earthquake. But isn't that crazy? Mind like is blown. during the Cool Attitude era, they had this guy who was super old, old school Earthquake wrestling still. That is badass. Just throw a mask on him and have him love South Park, and that's all. It's <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Shockmaster too. Continue, Peanut. Yep. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, my story had nothing, like, to do with, like, I meant terrible by meaning, like, they pushed the, uh, too many limits, like, they went too envelope. far. Envelope, yeah. But, you know, that was good. Uh, I'm trying to say is, uh, how people always pull that, it's, I don't buy it, because Sundays, when they would have the, uh, pay-per-views, mm-hmm. uh, I would go to church in the morning, and I would see Same. my pastor pra- praising God, and come pay-per-view time he would be knocking at my door with his popcorn and his stone cold steve austin shirt and he would watch pay-per-view at my house during the attitude era what a shitty church, church. <laughs> yeah. yeah well like well back then though it was pop culture awesome though it was like yeah. anything that gets big like nobody really took offense i remember they didn't start getting uh, advertisers pissed off at them until they started lo- losing viewership like at well like 2001 they started to kind of knock it off because there were people literally saying they would stop uh, advertising with them. But that was right after they started cooling down a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't the coolest kid in school, but, uh, like, even the fucking, like, the popular, all the popular kids, everybody, they all had fucking wrestling stuff on. Yeah. Like, every, almost everyone at some point owned a Stone Cold shirt at some point in their life. Everybody. Yeah. Even a church pastor. Even, even a church pastor. There you go. <laughs> That's my story, but uh, I think we're good to move on with this, but uh, the next topic is not necessarily a topic. It's going to be a segment that we're going to do on every single podcast. It's do called we. The Raging Roundtable. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. 
We're going to talk about what is pissing us off in wrestling, what pissed us off in the week of wrestling, and we're just going to dive right in. Bomber, what pissed you off? What pissed me off? Well, we had a little bit of debate about this, but um, I'm going shine away from WWE for a second. I'm going straight into TNA. Um, I know you guys don't follow it as much as I do. Not that I follow it a whole lot, but of course the aces and eights angle. It's a big invasion angle, in case you haven't been paying attention. Um, basically, these biker dudes are coming in, invading Hogan's show. And he, him and uh, this past week on Impact, him and uh, he recruited the Stinger. Stinger came out and said he was going to come with them. And they went to the, uh, what do you call it, Peanut? The clubhouse. The clubhouse. clubhouse. The clubhouse. They went to the clubhouse to go get uh, Abyss back or whatever you want to call him. Joseph Parks, whatever you want to call him. Um, and... Up at this point, like they've no, nobody's really known who the leader is. Obviously, they're not, they haven't revealed anything. They're not going to till Bound for Glory. But to me, it was pretty damn obvious the voice that they had mod, uh, modulated, mod, modified, mo, uh, modified, yeah, modification-wise, yeah. Um, and it was fucking Eric Bischoff. It was anybody. Any normal wrestling fan can tell that was Eric Bischoff. But remember, you and I talked about it before, too, that that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's Eric. If anything, like when WWE did the DDP stalker angle, it was Vince McMahon doing the stalker voice, but it was DDP. So, you know, knowing TNA, they're dumb enough to where they would just make it be Eric Bischoff. But there's a good but, possibility they just used his voice to throw people off. Yeah, but could you tell, like, back then, could you tell that was Vince's voice, though? Well, no, but what people did, nobody could tell. Well, like, nobody could really tell it was Eric Bischoff's voice, too, though. They just did that oh, whole, bullshit. like, slowdown. Didn't they do, like, the slowdown thing where you could just... Yeah, here, watch. I'm fucking, I'm playing the clip, all right? I'm going to play all the right. clip. <laughs> okay, we're here. Stay and I will fight you. Yes. You want yes, it, you got yes. it. Yes, I'm in. Let Parks go. Hulkster, for the first time in your adult life, this isn't about you. This is about you watching what happens when you mess with us. You standing by helpless watching two of your toughest guys. This is about you watching what happens when you mess with us. You standing by helpless watching two of your toughest guys get destroyed by two of ours. And then knowing that it's all because of you. Boom! There it is. That that shit just got played. Did you listen to it last night? You listened to it last I, night, right? I listened to a little bit. I honestly, I didn't notice it was Eric Bischoff because I was laughing too hard at the fact that Hogan and Sting were tied up. And Hogan, the worst actor in the world, by the way. He yeah, was great as Mr. Nanny and shit. But he lost his touch. <laughs> He's always been a horrible actor. There's never been a good Hulk Hogan segment. Even his like heel turn in WCW that was like legendary. Listen to his promo. It's like I'm so sick of these little kids, brother. I just don't like children. <laughs> like yeah, it was corny as fuck. So he's never been good. That's Hogan. Oh, but yeah, I mean, but okay. Say, say it's not uh, Eric Bischoff. Even though, like, my whole point is to me and to a lot of other people. I'm sure. I think most, the majority of people think. It was pretty obvious it was Bischoff. But, I mean, that's me. Say it's not Bischoff. Say, I mean, obviously it was his voice. I, I'm sticking to that shit no matter what. Just by the way he talked. You couldn't tell by the tone, but you could tell by the way he talked. Anyway, um, who who, you, who, who could be... Well, the other big rumored one is Jeff Jarrett. 
because Jarrett's uh, he was running their uh, what was it in India or whatever the hell they were doing that other Latina uh, Fed they had going. Well, that's done with now. I guess it didn't get renewed. Rock was it was it Rock Connor? I don't fucking remember. Something weird. And uh, Jarrett's done with that now, so I guess he's back. So they're trying to find a way to integrate him back into it. So I could easily see it being uh, Jeff Jarrett instead. Or knowing TNA, it oh. would be uh, fuck. How about Sam Sam Neil O'Neill from Jurassic Park? <laughs> all of a sudden like the guys take off their masks and they're like here comes our leader and they play like oh my god it's real he should come out like his hat and he's got like dinosaur bones and they're like it was me all along i'm the raptor nation of domination now i and then he wins the world title i don't i don't give a fuck that would be Better than Bischoff being the damn leader. I think I just gave TNA a great idea. You probably did. (laughs) They're going to listen to this and they're going to be genius. You're going to probably be the head writer here in about fucking three (laughs) weeks. We heard your shitty little podcast. We love Winner. Yeah. Hey, if TNA loved this, I'd be offended and I would retire. But Sure, yeah. You got to get somewhere before you can retire, buddy. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I mean that's what that's what mine was like two kind of parts. First of all, that I thought it was pretty damn obvious they could have done a better job of hiding it. And second of all, don't be fucking Eric Bischoff. That's gonna be the word. I don't know what they got planned, obviously, but if if it is, if it is, I think he's like because he's the one that got booted out with Hogan, right? And then Hogan came back, and it was kind of like Hogan basically turned on him, and it ended up kind of getting him boosted. So well, the thing that everybody got so pissed off. When they first came back, was oh Hogan and Bischoff running the company again, blah blah blah. Now if he comes back and it is him leading, it's gonna be the same damn thing. It's gonna be Hogan and Bischoff again. That's why I don't watch TNA. So. Uh, <laughs> well, watch after the ball, after the bell, after and the you'll bell. Get no, no, the bell fuck you. It's before the bell. <laughs> it's great production value. I don't care what anybody says. I love before the bell. Yeah, that gets me hyped for any pay per view, no matter what. Watch pre-bell and you'll get a nice understanding of what's going on. How about you give me? How about you know what? Your turn. What, what's your thing this week? Or this same show? thing. TNA. TNA pissed me off. I didn't even watch TNA this week, but it pissed me off because last how? week it pissed me off. Because I hate TNA. It's just like the, I saw it like when I was slipping through the channels and it pissed me off. Just coming on my TV, it just pissed me off. I don't do TNA. That's my little rant. Yeah, there's some good stuff in TNA, though. Like, you have to oh, yeah, like, recognize, like, Austin Aries is great, Bobby Roode's great, AJ Styles is great. I really like Kazarian and Daniels right now are just amazing together. Finally, I can watch them without wanting to change the channel immediately. Uh, their X Division's are still really solid. Their Women's Division sucks at calls, but it was good at one point. I think... Exhibition's well, I mean, pointless now. I mean, not pointless, but I'm not. Hey, they got Sanjay Dutt, by the way. Just let you like, know that. I like they do. Seema Ion. I mean, he's fine. At least I he's mean, a character. I, I like I his... think they killed their X Division personally. That's well, it. they, they made agree. a lot of the X Division guys branch out into other divisions is what kind of happened, well, but it was needed. They, they had, like, it used to be about no limits, and now they have like a, a weight limit, and it's like they're turning it into like, a cruiserweight division, which is like it yeah. shouldn't. I agree about be. that. I agree with that. But well, I was waiting for you to say, you were naming all those names. I was waiting for you to say uh, Bubba Ray. Or yeah, Bully no, Ray. Yeah, Bully, Bully, Bully Ray. Ray is... I, I, I agree oh, with he's you. Good. This is the only time in his entire career that I have fully enjoyed him. Like, I I was sad when they said he re-signed with TNA because I thought this character by himself would do really great in WWE. He's he's awesome. He couldn't be called Bully Ray, just Bubba Ray again, but he's, his character yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I, he, and he's getting in great shape great for him. Great matches, I mean. too. He's had a lot of, like, four or five-star matches uh, this last yeah. two years, so... 
I mean, I've always been a fan of uh, Dudley Boys and whatnot. I but... just fucking hate Devon. Okay, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> why? Why? Why tell me? Like, this isn't my rant, but tell me why they were <laughs> pushing this guy who's awful. He was he was always the Marty Jannetty of the team, obviously. Uh, yep, and they gave they gave him the TV title and had him beat people every week, like all these new people. They're having a beat for Devon. Fuck yeah. you. That was that was one of the reasons I stopped watching because I refused to watch Devon beat people I liked. <laughs> The funny thing is, what from what I read, like Hogan's really mad, like he really wants Devon back. Oh God, really he's bad. terrible. All right, I think we should move on. Which is which is why I my point why I hate TNA. They have so much like potential that they could like be great, but like they don't. They just it's try. Wait, I think they try too hard. They, yeah, it's, try watching it six months ago and tell me how bad it um, was because it was just unwatchable bad that time. Watch it three years ago. Oh, even worse. Yeah, but they they're getting better. <laughs> it's just taking time. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it. Like I said, I watch every pay per view for both companies. I I, I I like it. I just think they try too hard, and that's what kind of pisses me off. But that's my rant. Uh, Ron, what is, what pissed you off this week? Or uh, well, it's not. It's a gradual piss off that I've been having because uh, I don't like being pissed on. And uh, <laughs> one thing I do, I like CM Punk as a bad guy. I do. I I've always I've liked him regardless of what he'd done. I don't I don't think there's ever been a CM Punk incarnation that I didn't dislike there's been times where i thought he was a little annoying like right after he did the pipe bomb thing you know he was super cool and for he felt to me he felt like other than the kevin nash is still alive lol text message joke which was that had me in tears uh he felt kind of selloutish for like two months it just felt like he was going like almost like he didn't know how to be a good guy so it was yeah. just kind of like i don't know what he's doing i don't know what's going on they wrote him pretty terrible like losing all the time uh, but then he found his stride. Like he, I would say, I honestly do believe he was the number one face in the company for a good solid year because Orton was oh, in the yeah. house. Then I don't <clears throat> say Cena's the number one face. Cena's not the one number one face. Cena's the number one attraction. So Cena's the guy people want to see lose. I always say in WWE that Cena is the, their number one heel because he just doesn't accept it. But he is a heel. Like in in all, in all regards, he doesn't act like one. Yeah. The reaction, nobody pays to see Cena win something. Everybody pays to hope Cena loses. And that's what a heel is. So he's, yeah. he's this new weird modification of a bad guy. But Punk is their number one easily most over guy. Whenever he would come out, you know, he's he's a, he's beating everybody, which was the smart thing to do. It was good to, if he's your number one guy, yeah. build him up. So they built him up and whatnot. This heel turn makes no fucking sense to me still. And I mean, I like where it's gone because I like him as a bad guy. I, I'm, I can accept yeah. the flawed logic but it's still flawed logic. Like when he turned on the rock, he didn't turn heel, but I loved that Lawler said he did the whole, the night after <laughs> was brilliant where he sat in front of Lawler on the thing. And he's like, that was great. You yeah. need to explain this to me. But what I don't get is when he sucker kicked him in the back of the head. What, why? Like he, for an entire like year and a half, he wasn't doing that. It wasn't about sucker punching people. It was about beating people in matches. Like, he didn't even sucker punch Jericho when he deserved it because he'd mm-hmm. rather beat them in the middle of the ring and show them that he's the better wrestler in the company. All of a sudden, yeah. it's a chicken shit again. And it's like, I can, I think they're trying to say that, like, Heyman got in his ear and Heyman's turned him and stuff. But at least make that clear. And they're not making yeah. it clear. They're just it's- kind of... I, God damn it. I don't understand how you could turn your number one face into a heel just so he can work a program with The Rock and Stone Cold later on. Why couldn't Punk have been a good guy and worked with The Rock? Why does he have to be a bad guy? Like a, a Punk face versus Rock face match would be spectacular. They didn't feel mm-hmm. the need to turn Cena face or turn him heel against The Rock. So what? why the fuck did Punk have to turn? I don't... It's, it feels like they shot him in the leg and were like, all right, now go out there and continue to perform for us. 
It's like, yeah. fuck, it's really annoying. Like, the whole speech he gave to Cena on Raw, which I did see, the whole, like, turned his back. He's like, in five seconds, I'm going <laughs> to the biggest beating you've ever given in your life. I'm sitting there thinking, like, three months ago, the fans were fully behind you, and you were the one, like, in Cena's position. And now, for some reason, because of no respect, which makes no goddamn sense, because his character before that was all about, he didn't care about the respect. The whole point was that he was the champion, he was the best, he didn't care what anybody else thought. That was literally his in his promos, that he didn't care mm-hmm. if Cena was going on last, because he was the best in the world. But mm-hmm. now he's like, I need to be in the main event. Basically, his character did a full 360, and I, yeah. I can't stand it. I, I just... I like his character right now, and I'm trying to get past it, but I fucking hate how lazy his heel turn was. It was so poorly done that it's just confusing me, and that's oh fuck, it, man! Like no seems, logic behind it. It's just forced. I mean, it is. Forced. I think, I think what they're doing, like everybody seems to be, everybody gets turned on when they have a long title run. It seems like they were getting nobody's been turned on Punk really. That's what I think. The one thing I have personal things with punk i'm not the biggest punk fan but he is amazing i give him all the credit in the world he is amazing at what he does but i have to give him credit he's the only person i've seen has had the title that long that hasn't been turned on seen it when everybody started turning him that's when he had his he started doing his long ass title runs and i think they're starting to get scared well they had to bring in paul Heyman just to cement him as a heel because he was beating the shit out of lawler in his hometown in a cage and they were still chanting cm punk (laughs) yeah it's like it's like when austin uh did the did the like heel turn but he was a face right like he did like a face-ish heel turn when they really pushed the 316 thing like imagine he's getting these huge ovations but they don't want to hurt like undertaker or hbk or bret hart or anything so they just put a full stop to it and just keep him heel that's stupid. Like you're 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 literally turning away a star and money because you don't want to turn other people heel. It just feels like it's lazy ass writing. Like Austin's getting over and he's he's like they're like three sixteen. They're buying these shirts like crazy and he's totally over. And they're like, eh, fuck it. Uh, we don't want to turn these other guys. So you're a bad guy now. Let's just give you like let's just do everything we can do to make you a bad guy, but you're not gonna be. Like, oh god. I know punks. You can tell he's more comfortable as a bad guy, but don't. Just yeah. do it to do it. It just seems fucking stupid. Yeah, I think uh, they just, they're uh, starting I, to get scared in this all. Yeah, well, I just think, think they wanted... They're going to turn on them anyway? They wanted, they wanted rock and punk, and they wanted a potential Austin and punk. And I think the only way they felt they could do it is if he was a bad guy. And I'm sure punk was like, if they approached him, or, you know, he may have been the one that came up with the idea, but if they approached him and were like, hey, we want you to fight The Rock, and then we want you to fight Stone Cold, but we want you to be a bad guy, punk would be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it, whatever, I don't care, I want to fight these people, because that's a, that's yeah. a big deal. So, of course, he'd probably just be like, fuck it, I'll do it, yeah, that's cool. But, fuck, lazy. They, they could have found... Uh, like, I really think they should have pushed the whole uh, Cena has been in the main event and the company is more behind Cena than Punk thing way more than they did. Because uh-huh. it was basically mentioned in, like, one promo, and that was it. That should have been the entire basis of his heel turn. And and then they would have been fine. But, oh, just lazy. Lazy, lazy, lazy. Yeah, I, I agree. 110%. Yeah, I agree, too. Moving on now to topic number two, which is... The reports, the rumors, or what's kind of obvious, which is WWE pushing the tag team division. Bomber, what do you think about you know what what you're seeing and what you hear? Yeah, no, yeah, I wanted to bring this up because it just seems like we all know that the tag division, almost through 
all the wrestling, not just WWE. Like TNA has been fucking it up too. It just it died. It didn't even like hit a like downhill. It just straight up died. Nothing, nothing, nowhere. But all of a sudden, it seems like I heard maybe some people are talking about maybe Triple H is trying to inject it, uh, some life into it again or whatnot. But it seems like they're throwing all these guys together. Not sure if it's going to work out with all the random kind of guys with Cody Rhodes and the uh, what's Damon that other guy? Shadow. Damon Shadow. Yeah, Damon Sandow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Rhodes Scholars. But I I just hope that they do tag team wrestling's probably my one of my favorite things about wrestling. That's kind of weird to say, but I love tag team wrestling. I hope oh, they yeah, fucking I agree. do something to fucking. They uh, start it up again. They kind of do this though. Uh, it's another. It's just kind of like again with the attitude there. It's kind of a shift that they always do. It, WWE is really good at being like every couple of years. Well, I don't really like this anymore. So fuck it. Drop it completely. Let's have two tag teams feud for six months that nobody cares about. And then they'll be like, "What? Remember Jarrett's show?" They're like, "Oh man, we love the tag titles. Let's really make this important again." And for like yeah. six months, it mattered. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Eh, fuck it, whatever." Like, just give it to uh, these two jobbers who gives a fuck. And it's, it's really annoying because the tag divisions can really draw when they really give it a chance. Oh, yeah. But, but they go through those fucking little motions where they're like, one week they care about the tag belts, and one week it goes to, like, Cena and HBK to, to prolong a feud when it does nothing for them, and then they lose it the next week. It's like, what did that accomplish? But it does feel like they're trying. I think the problem they've got right now, though, is that they don't have any tag teams that are established that anybody cares about uh you know they, they're trying to do what was it Rey mysterio and fucking bachikara and, <laughs> yeah uh, well, that's and the thing is ugh. like i thought that wasn't even supposed to be like a lasting tag team it was like i think it's gonna have i think it is now it, yeah i think it is now but originally yeah. we're supposed to like they were supposed to have Rey a match Mysterio's still in the doghouse apparently so <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean i've never been a mysterio fan but uh, Sin Cara is just, decent. Like uh, Sin Cara is one of the. He's literally, if I was in charge of WWE and I could release people, he'd be gone. He's terrible, <laughs> and he's he's no charisma. He's awful. He can't speak English, and he botches every fucking time he's in a match. It's, yeah, it's not like he's catching on or anything. Yeah, like I've he's watched been his Mexico so stuff. He's amazing in Mexico, yeah. but at least when he fucked up, he did something amazing after to make up for it. But because they're on <laughs> WWE TV, he can't do a lot of the stuff that he normally does because it could lead to injuries, and he's yeah. just watered down. So he's just like well, he's like always there. injured anyway. Hasn't he yeah. been injured like five times since being he's there? He's quite a bit, and I, I think because he was, uh, they said he was like Triple H's first signee. That oh, he just, he's kind of safe because I mean he can't really admit you fucked up on your first <laughs> your first. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be rough. But, no, I saw that they just, on SmackDown, I saw that they put a, uh, they're doing a tag team tournament, and they got, like, all the tag teams in it to see who's going to go on to face uh, Brian and Kane. And apparently the first match was, like, a minute long, <laughs> like, of the of the fr- uh, first round. Who like was Rhodes. it? Do you remember? Yeah, the Rhodes Scholars beat the uh, the Usos. I, yeah, I that's assume fine. You know the I Usos. hate Usos with a passion, so... No one likes you, so I can't stand yeah. them. Yeah, they're awful. <laughs> I don't... But they got a. Uh, you get, you like Tyson Kidd? Do you guys like Tyson Kidd? Yes, Tyson Kidd's awesome. They need to do more with him. Yeah, him and Gabriel going up against Santino and Ryder. That that Santino and Ryder seems like just a junk team. Yeah, well, they that, that's a time thing for another time. Was they draw how they dropped the ball on Zack Ryder? Who knows backstage if he pissed somebody off or something happened? But Ryder could have easily been a good mid card draw for them for a long time, and they just decided he doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, Santino and Ryder are fun at least. At least Ryder's getting TV oh. time. 
Yeah, yeah. Santino is like one of my favorites. He's he's yeah. amazing no matter what he's doing. Yeah, he always he always gets the crowd into it. So I don't care if people hate him or like him. He's he's like a Cena. Yeah. He's just he's always gets a reaction. So that's good enough. He's like the fun jobber. Yeah, it entertains me. So like, whatever entertains me, I don't care. Fuck you, Pina. Hey, <laughs> we don't we don't need that language on here. No, this uh, is my show. I was just looking at the <laughs> but um, it's probably gonna be Rhodes, the Road Scholars. I mean, they're the ones that. All of a sudden, they're going to be. They attack Brian and Kane. Yeah, I would imagine they, so. Yeah, good, I mean, they got a bunch name. of. Other, I like the name. Yeah. I mean, unless they're going to lose to Primo and Epico or some oh, shit. God, I hate them too. No, no. <laughs> I can't stand them. Yeah. I mean, right. It's just. Th- those are all superstar guys. But yeah, uh, Rom, do you have any overall thoughts on WWE pushing the tag team division? I pretty much. That we didn't touch. I- Pretty much gave it. It's just uh, watch. I'd say give it about three or four months, and uh, once they break up Brian and Kane to go singles, because Brian is going to be huge. He is going oh, yeah. to be Kane's going to always just be the guy they go to when they need a main event guy. But it's yeah. like Brian is getting some of the reactions that I can't believe because I never thought he would. I always thought he would do well, but I never thought he'd be main event caliber. He's literally mm-hmm. on the on the readiness to be like a main event title holder for good with the amount of reactions he's got and his character is spectacular right now like he is carrying that team but i guess that'll transition to the next question i was gonna say that perfect because our next and final topic is daniel bryan and kane and you know it's big it's like i would think it's like the biggest thing going on right now or most popular i agree going on now. yeah yeah apparently smackdown is like consumed with fucking kane and bryan segments i did not see the ones on smackdown but did you guys uh did you see the ones on raw where they were like yeah. at the diner? Yeah, I watched those. Yeah. That's where it was the Harry Met Sally uh, like parody. It was really funny. I have to say, never seen that movie. Yeah, well, they do the same thing. They basically like have like an orgasmic uh, like yelling thing with each other. <laughs> so that's what Kane and, and uh, Brute Bry were doing. So, uh, I'll, you know, I'm just gonna start with Rom. What are your like your thoughts on this? Well, you mentioning something. I guess like every like, like what is it like every five years they hit that new Booker T Gold Dust combination that's just magic and works. Because I remember hating Booker T and hating Gold Dust, but together they were gold. Like they were just I loved them. So like Daniel Bryan I liked a lot. Of course I've I've always been a fan of him ever since uh, PWG and watching him Ring of Honor and stuff. But yeah. Kane. Oh God, Kane was great for the first two weeks. He came back with the mask, and then they just turned like it into like a soap opera thing with Cena. And I was just like, how many times can he kill Zack Ryder and make him look like shit when they could make money off of him? But whatever. And uh, so Kane's been kind of like nothing to me lately. But together, they are so fun. It's I mean, it sucks that Kane once again is going to go back to being like a joke mid Carter again. But if that, if that sacrifice is to make sure Daniel Bryan's going to keep being in the public eye and getting over like he is, because Bryan is literally, I I would be shocked if he's not in a high-profile uh, match at WrestleMania. He's got to have something. I don't see him being in a title match, but I could definitely see, like, I really hope they do Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus again and actually give them a, a full match. Or this oh, time, yeah. Daniel Bryan beats Sheamus in 10 seconds. That'd be funny. I was but gonna say because he jobbed to him last time. It would be pretty amazing that they'd go from uh, being on, you know, cut out of the card to only given 10 seconds or 13 seconds, then to be given a high-profile world title match. I would love to see them be, give, be given an actual chance, and I think they could go that route because it seems like they're kind of keeping him as far away from Sheamus as possible right now, but still keeping him relevant and important. But that team is awesome. I just wish they could find better teams to feud with them because right now, other than Road Scholars, I don't really give a fuck about anybody 
So that's my thoughts on them. Hey, you got you got Mysterio and Sin Cara, man. There you go. I fucking hate Sin Cara so much. I just wish <laughs> he would. I wish he got his way out of the company for good. I don't think there, I don't think there's anyone who's like a big fan of Sin Cara. No. But Bomber, what are your yeah. well? I mean, well, thoughts? first of all, I mean, do you see uh, Sheamus hold the title all the way till WrestleMania? Uh, the only way, of course, he couldn't is if Ziggler cashed in and took it. But uh, they, Ooh, they, right. they love Sheamus right now. They love him. They want him to be the next big thing. You can just tell. But I could I could easily see him holding it until Mania because like what's what's better? It's it's either Ziggler or name somebody else that you think is worthy of holding the world title right now because I don't know of anybody on SmackDown that can. Right now, SmackDown. Um, nobody at the moment. Probably not. I'm I'm like in a. Oh, what the fuck's his name? Antonio Cesaro. Yeah, but I, obviously, uh, obviously yeah. he's not there ready yet. I know he's not yet, but I'm telling you, yeah, he's like, going to be. Claudio's awesome. I still can't call him Antonio Cesaro yet. I'm still Claudio Castagnoli, but yeah, I was trying to actually go by the real one. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, no, he's great, but the problem with him is, uh, I think he needs to get a little more personality going, and I think he's starting to. I don't think he was comfortable at all, because you you know he's comfortable with not. his wrestling ability, but when they put him on the mic and stuff, he seems a little ugh. Uh, so that's yeah, why they started having him do like different languages and stuff, and that's working for him. I hope he does well because he's awesome. But I'm still waiting on when they get Chris Hero in there, they're gonna see our Cassius. Oh no! Besides his name sucking, they're gonna see God. He can work, and he is gonna be really special if they let him be special. I, I just want to see him te- uh, team up again. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen though. I think they, I know. they want Claudio on his own for some reason. So <laughs> that's back to the that's back to the tag team wrestling man. Yeah. Well, like you said, it. I want real. I want real teams. Yeah. I would. I would love to see Kings of Wrestling versus Daniel Bryan and Kane. That would be a spectacular match because you got the yeah. two. You got the two. Well, basically, you have Chris Hero and Daniel Bryan that are more the technical guys, and then you have Claudio and Kane that are both the powerhouses. That would be a spectacular feud. Yeah. But it won't happen. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 By then, yeah, you know, what's his name be going on the title matches? But uh, I mean, Kane. I still. I'm, I'm on the fence with Kane now. I, he can't wrestle for that much longer, can he? He's, he's been there since fucking... Yeah, but is what, he really doing he? anything? 92. Like, is he doing any main event stuff that would kill him? Like, the only main event he's had was against Cena. Everything else he's doing is just your typical Kane shtick. He's not having any five-star matches, so he's just kind of... He's kind of phoning at home, really. It's more about Uh-oh. his character right now, so I think he's... I, physically, I'm sure he's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean he's. But he doesn't look like he's slowed down. You know, no, he's still. Good. Well, he's always been fucking slow. Yeah, we... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Can't speed up anymore. <laughs> but no, um, I remember watching something, um, DX or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Besides Triple H, I was watching. Some... Everybody came running out to the ring, and every single person in the ring, I was like, retired, retired, dead, <laughs> retired. Yeah. Dead, dead, retired. Oh, Kane. Still there, still there, he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody was gone. Well, I mean, Triple H, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's out. But yeah. Um, except Kane, he's been there fucking forever. Yeah. I'm, I hope he can definitely uh, push Brian. I mean, I don't know if he needs really Kane to push him, but I think that's kind of what they're Daniel doing Brian. though. Is they're giving the more yeah. experienced guy to the guy who needs a little bit, and it's really working out for him because it, I, it's not really his wrestling ability that Daniel needs work on. It's his mm-hmm. character development, and Kane is helping him with that tenfold. Well, when Daniel Bryan first came in, like, as Daniel Bryan, it was like, you know, he's a great worker, but, like, he doesn't have, like... Oh, yeah, boring I didn't think... I didn't... Yeah, I I was like, he doesn't have the, you know, the personality. And then, like, 
the yes thing just happened and that thing's all over. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that. How did that happen? The baseball, like he where the whole crowd was. He started. Well, no, he yes. started. He started the yes thing because of uh, there was an MMA fighter that yeah. would come out, and that's all he was saying. And Brian was like, "That was the most obnoxious thing that he had ever heard," because the guy was just like, "So, just like, yeah, yes." And oh, he was yeah. Like, uh, uh, I bet it was Clay Guida. I bet hey. it was Clay Guida. He always come out. Or no, maybe uh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow I MMA. Forgot you hate MMA. But it's true. It. And he was like, he wanted it to be a bad guy thing, but then of course, you know, it's very catchy, so it basically turned him face. But I mean, it's like all, I don't know. Did you guys see the clip of like the whole uh, the baseball crowd doing the whole yes? I heard room? something about it. I don't think I've seen it, but I heard yeah, something. We'll about go it. to any indie show in the United oh, well, States, and they're always yeah, doing indie. It. Yeah, yeah, still though. I mean, like that shows piece. you how That's much big, it's, it's not. It's relevant now. Yeah, to, like, but society. it's not every fucking baseball oh. team being that's that <laughs> peanut. I'm saying go to any indie show and it's fucking over. I don't know. You go to CZW, I bet they don't start chanting. Yet. I'm not talking about hardcore don't bullshit. I'm talking don't, about indie. Don't. Whoa, hardcore <laughs> bullshit. Come on now. We're not talking about homeless guys. We're not talking about... <laughs> 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 Scooby Doo on meth. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, Bomber's a huge CZW fan, I, I and we fan. all love CZW here. No, I mean, they, we love when Bomber films films it and releases it on DVD. It's the best. I love. I guess, but yeah, I am a uh, CZW fan. I don't watch care what anybody says. Back. Other than that, you don't. Mondo's not coming back. And He's fuck it, I don't want to watch your stupid shit. He hinted at coming back of Ring of Honor one time. He was talking about actually training and getting ready for it, but something weird happened and didn't do it. But he was actually really seriously thinking about coming to, uh, going back for Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was never really a good wrestler, though. He was average, but he was True. just the crazy shit he would do that got him over. True. True. I mean, hey, bump off like a two-story building. That'll do it for you. Hey, he's, uh, <laughs> he's the only wrestler that's ever complimented my work before, so I like him. He was cool. Oh, there you go. See? All of a sudden, somebody's cool. There we go. Yep. That well, somebody in CZW is cool. No. Yes. Oh, I go to McDonald's all the time, and I think... Fuck cool. you, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. You go to Blockbuster, you can see Sixty Commando still. So that's not work. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, I, I think that wraps us up tonight. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever edition of Jabber Radio. Look for us again in two weeks. I was joined tonight by Jake, a.k.a. Bomber. Bomber. Yep. Bomber. Matt Zion, a.k.a. Rom. I'm Matt, a.k.a. Peanut. See you in two weeks. Take care. There you go. All right. Well, it's a good thing I was masturbating the entire time or I wouldn't have made it through. (laughs) Really? Nice.